0: Hello, everybody.
1: Ryan Hyatt here with the One More Podcast. We've got a great episode coming up for you here. We've got Stephen Bond back. We're talking NHL and Masters and everything else with him. We don't stop there. Of course, Carl Johnson, Bo Ravage, race and sports book director down there in Biloxi. Stevie Shrimp showed up late, but he was still pretty good. And then Bill Berman somehow ended up down there in Disney World. I guess that's what happened when you nail the Masters winner. We've got all that, NHL, Masters, Major League Baseball, and probably some weird stuff you don't want to know about. It's all coming up next on the One More Podcast. Welcome back again to the One More Podcast. It's the podcast you want when you want one more, and you always want one more. All right. We are pleased to welcome back. We absolutely hosed him, screwed him over last week, didn't give him enough time. We bring Stephen Bond back. He's our man from Buffalo, man. and everybody needs a man from Buffalo. My grandfather always said that, whether it's NHL or anything else, and even working with Michael Lombardi. Stephen, how are we doing
2: today, man? I'm doing well. I heard the numbers plummeted last week, so I'm surprised <laughs> I got asked back.
1: No, th- those numbers th- those were incorrect. Actually, they absolutely <laughs> skyrocketed just with the mere mention of Michael Lombardi. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, let, we, we're going to get into some hockey here in a minute. We got to go back a little bit on the masters and I'm intrigued to see what everybody thought. And I'm not talking about Scotty Scheffler. We're going to get into that and in, in what Bill Berman was able to turn that into and where he is and why he's doing what he's doing right now. But first question I have for everybody, Tony Finau, what kind of bet did he lose and why was he wearing what he was wearing this weekend? Oh my
3: well,
0: God. that That's the bet he lost, right? He, he lost, he lost some kind of bet. Uh, and, and I think it was, I, I, I think it was probably a, a top, a top three finish bet, uh, uh, for the first couple of days. And I would just assume, you know, a bunch of the older guys pulled them aside and said, here's your outfit, <laughs> uh, and, and wear it. Cause that, that was one of the stranger outfits, uh, of a very strange fashion choice weekend.
3: I mean, it, it was, was it a this was the strangest outfits that I've seen at Augusta national in a. I uh, I mean, I can't remember. I mean, what, what was that? Uh, who was that wearing uh, those pants with the damn white stripe down it? Uh, well,
0: you're going to, I mean, I, that was the least of my concerns. I told you, I'm pretty sure I have those pants, Dick Jack. Ah. They, I, there they th- are. Those things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was uh, what that that there uh, was was a an alternative lifestyle pair of tuxedo pants. I mean, that's that's essentially what Victor Hoblin had on, and he played well. Uh, you know, considering the pants,
3: he did. Uh, I, I wish the folks could see. Uh, I mean, we're not there yet. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be ready for football season. But I wish the folks could see the outfit, the pants that that the bandit has on. Unbelievable.
4: Well,
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really glad we can't see that. Actually, that's that's why we're still, that's why we're still on the air. Hey, I, I gotta yeah. know what what happens. Hey, hey, Bond, what happens in Buffalo if you walk through downtown Buffalo on a normal Tuesday night? Wednesday night wearing the outfits that some of these guys wore what happens what are they doing
2: well I, I tell you it depends on the time of year in the summer most of them wouldn't get a second look because <laughs> you know in upstate new york we love golf so you know most of them wouldn't get a second look tony <laughs> finneas however would get several looks i, I it, it wouldn't swing in buffalo that that much i can tell you it would not including
0: swing in in, including just an overall disappointed look from his mother unless he was showing up for a class picture in that outfit <laughs> I mean, I think we all should be
2: thankful he wasn't in contention over the weekend (laughs) because we would have saw, uh, you know, a heck of a lot more of him. Well, he was
0: he was in contention for a shitty uh, fashion list. But can I ask you something, Stephen, because Ryan made the right point in downtown Buffalo. Is the garbage plate something in Buffalo or is that a speaking of upstate New York? Is that a rich is is that a. uh, other, other spot in um, Rochester.
2: Yeah. It's a Rochester. It's a Rochester yeah. yeah. It, what's funny is everyone's got their own. Uh, so, so, stuff so tell these guys,
0: the t- tell these guys what's, what's in a garbage plate. So it sounds awful. You, them, probably a garbage plate, you think it's, it's but, not
2: going to be good. Yeah. It's, you want you're easier telling them what's not in it. Right. Right. Honest to God. You're right. You're right, Bill. It is. It's, it's easier to go with what isn't in it. Essentially what it is is you can start with a base of, macaroni salad fries uh baked beans that's right and then you go over top with either a, a hamburger patty or a hot and <laughs> that's just a hot dog and then they throw cheese on top of it if it's a you know if you want a cheeseburger then they'll throw onion on top Damn. and then the to top it all off they'll throw what they call hot sauce on there which is essentially just a spicy meat sauce and you've got to get ketchup or mustard on it i usually go ketchup. Uh, yeah, it's I, I, right. I, hungover, did, I did too. It's the greatest food ever. Uh, Where can you I, find I this, too? Guy? And and
0: I'll say this the, the reason I bring that up is because your answer to your question, Ryan, is you wear those pants in Buffalo, you end up face down in a garbage plate. That's the answer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hell, that That's that garbage that plate sounds uh, phenomenal. I mean, I wish, I mean, is that something you can just get up in
2: uh upper state New York? You're if, if damn you damn right, know. you can. Yeah, if you go to Rochester, every every place has their version of a garbage plate. Oh my goodness! My, I I
0: was up in Rochester uh, with a client up there. We had, as you might imagine, several drinks, and he sure. said you got to have a garbage plate. And as I usual, my answer to that every time I've had a lot of drinks at <laughs> you know one a.m. Sure, I'll do that. And, <laughs> and 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 off we went, and I had my first garbage plate.
3: Unreal! We got to get that. Down. I got to I got to find that down south here. I got will tell you that. Too, is, Jack, that's you, right up your alley. I gotta try that. You can
0: make you, you can make some money off that. I down mean, there you, you guys Chick-fil- don't
3: yeah. y'all don't know how excited I am just to hear about it. I mean, I've never heard about <laughs> it.
0: No, but this this
1: is making perfect sense. This completely explains why people jump onto folding tables at Buffalo Bills games yeah. in the middle of winter with no shirts on. They do. This is now making sense to me in West Texas. I get it now. You eat that. Yeah. Jump on a table.
2: Look, you me, feel invincible. I got it. You get enough labat in you and a couple of garbage plates and then a plate of wings. You'll do anything. I
3: got to tell you guys my, my Buffalo story. I, 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 I was in the golf business uh, in 2000 and I had to go to uh, Buffalo, New York for some PGA education. You had to, you had to every year you had to get a, enough points to, to keep your card and all that stuff. And so, uh me being a South Louisiana boy, I'd never been up that far north. Uh, uh-huh. So I fly out of Baton Rouge to Atlanta and I meet a friend of mine and I'm wearing just a, it was the winter time. It was February of 2000 and I'm wearing just a little windbreaker and we get into the airport. And a, and a Speedo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we get into the airport. One. We get there in Atlanta <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, do you realize it's like, Ten below in Buffalo, New York, and I went. No, I said I had no idea, and I'm going to tell you. We got to Buffalo. We stayed at the Hyatt. I think it was the Hyatt downtown, and right across. Must have been nice. Yeah, right across the street, there's a bank with a gold dome on it. Uh, so I don't know what the. I think it was Hyatt something. It was really nice, uh, and I, that was as cold as I've ever been in my entire life. Unbelievable. Well, people don't
0: realize when you travel around this country to different spots. If you if someone hasn't done that, you go to a place like Pittsburgh in the winter. You go to a place like Buffalo in the winter. You go to Minneapolis in the winter. There's cold, and then there's cold in those places. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different ballgame.
3: Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, so look. Hey, Steven, you want to get into some NHL? You guys ready to Let's get into it. some NHL? Let's do it. Uh, so, um, look, I know – uh, I know that you're a Buffalo Sabres fan, uh, you know, so I'm going over the point system. So let's start okay. in the Eastern conference, the Atlantic division, uh, Florida, 110 points. Uh, looks like only two of those teams have clinched a playoff spot. You got Florida with 110 points, Toronto with a hundred, and then still alive in the Atlantic. Uh, you got Tampa Bay at 96, uh, Boston at 95 points. Uh is, that, uh, is any surprises there for you as far as uh, Tampa
2: Bay uh, not leading the way there? No, I, I'm not surprised. When Florida put that team together, there's a reason Joe Thornton ended up down in Florida because he's chasing a cup. He has no particular ties to Miami. He, you know, he spent his entire career in San Jose, other than a nice place to golf and, and be in the wintertime. Uh, Florida's got a hell of a team down there. It starts with the goaltending. Uh, Bobrovsky and Knight are phenomenal goaltenders. Bobrovsky had lost it for a little while, but seems to have regained some form. Toronto doesn't surprise me at all. You know, Aston, uh, Austin Matthews has had a phenomenal, I, I can finally say this now that Jack Eichel's not a member of the Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> he's better than Ike, right? I, right? I can admit this. Yeah. He's a better player than than Eichel. He's a more, you know, he's going to be the greatest goal scorer of his generation, He's the greatest goal scorer since Alexander Ovechkin to come in. And that team's got a lot of pressure. They've got to win. This is their year. They've got to win. But they're they're facing some crazy competition. And we haven't even mentioned Tampa Bay, the two-time defending cup champions here, who still have an absolute squad down there. Uh, they've got the best goalie in the league. I think they've got the best coach in the league. And and Braden Point is one of the best players that people don't know about. Um they hear about Kucherov, they hear about Stamkos, they hear about all these other guys. But Brayden Point's the, the guy that really stirs the drink down there for me.
3: Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this. So uh, in the Metropolitan Division, you got Carolina with 104, the Rangers. The Rangers, to me, are a really surprised team. Look, th- this this year I didn't bet the Rangers. I've bet the Rangers for the last five years and just got absolutely nowhere with them. I don't bet them, and now, look, they're, they're they're playing really well. But – so the Metropolitan has got Carolina and the Rangers that have uh, locked in. They're they're going to be going to the playoffs. So well, you got the Penguins, Caps, Islanders, and Blue Jackets there that are still vying with Tampa Bay and Boston for that Eastern Conference uh, wild cards, right?
2: Yeah. I would say the Islanders probably the biggest disappointment of the year um, for me. Yeah. that's a team that should be in the playoffs. They should be contending just the the style they play Lou Amarillo leading the way, you know, up top. He likes a certain style. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Jig Jack. I'm a little surprised by the Rangers myself. A friend of mine from, from Rochester, New York came out, visited me uh, in Vegas. And his dad's a big Rangers guy was big on the Rangers all year and gave him some money and said, put this on a futures bet. This is before the season started. Said, put this on, on the Rangers to win the cup. And I said, You're out of your mind. I said, first of all, you got to hedge. You got to pick a you know a Western Conference team. Who are they going to face in the cup final? Right. So he liked, he goes, I like the Rangers. Put four units on the Rangers, put one unit on the Flames. I was not a believer in this Rangers team, but what the one thing they needed was grit. The one thing they added in the offseason was grit. And wow. they've got it. And that's a different team. It opens up the ice for everybody. Shesterkin's probably the best young goaltender in the league. They've got everything cooking right now. But like, You want these original six teams to be competitive. As much as I hate Boston, as much as I hate Toronto, you want these original six teams cooking, and you need it with New York. You absolutely need it. So it, that's not the most competitive division for my money. I, I, I think Carolina's really good, and I think New York's really good. And outside of that, it's just been disappointment.
1: Wow, hey yeah. Stephen, I've got a I've got a dumb guy hockey question if you don't mind, from out here in West Texas where we don't play pond hockey growing up. <laughs> you you hear the difference all the time. You know playoff hockey is different from regular season hockey. Yep. Are there teams that are more suited to regular season right now that won't translate to playoff, and teams that are more you know suited to playoff hockey right now? They maybe don't have the shiny record, but when it gets into those short series, when it gets into playoff hockey, they got the guys that are knocking out chicklets. They got the guys who can make it happen. Are there teams Carolina. like
2: that this year? Yeah, Carolina is one of those teams. Um, the, the reason Edmonton goes out and gambles on an Evander Kane because of his sketchy background is because he's a guy that offers grit, and it's because the game's officiated differently. Everyone complains right. about NFL officiating because it's the most watched sport, you know, in the country. I think the inconsistencies in hockey officiating far outweigh the inconsistencies in the NFL, and it's not even close. I agree. I agree. 100.
0: Um, Hey, Stephen, can I just say one thing here? No reason to take a shot at people with sketchy backgrounds. I'm just (laughs) going (laughs) to. I I, 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 I want to speak for everyone with a sketchy background and say no reason to take that (laughs) shot. And 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 secondly. My favorite part of playoff hockey, uh, which I haven't seen in a while, given I'm a huge Flyer fan, um, (laughs) is the fact that these guys all look at the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs like they've been on a killing spree of some
2: sort. (laughs) Uh, It's the beards. They're physically, mentally beaten down. To me, this is the hardest trophy to win in sports. Agreed. It's it's the most teams there. It's seven games. It's a lot. It's rarely do you see... 4-0 4-0 sweeps, and when you do, it's it's it is you know really something to behold. You you really are taken aback when teams sweep somebody 4-0, even a 4-1 win. Um, so yeah, it's the, these guys are are beaten down. They throw their bodies on the line. Every guy is hurt. Ter- you go up and down the lineup. Everybody is battling some sort of injury in the playoffs, and it's because it's so physical, because it's so demanding, and it and it is. It's officiated differently. Teams like Carolina with with Rod brindamore I mean, listen, Rod the Bod. Would put me in a chokehold right now, <laughs> pop my head off my shoulders. Well, he's fifty-something, right? he—he like, well, he is an absolute animal, and that's the way he coaches his team. That team has that type of culture. The Sabers, if you look back, and this is what the team I know best. And believe me, Bill, I'm right there with you. We haven't seen the playoffs in in eleven years, twelve years. So it's ugly, right. right?
1: But Hi there, the Lindy Russ.
2: Yeah. Well, since Lindy Ruff was there, right? So the reason the Sabres didn't work with Jack Eichel, Ryan O'Reilly, Evander Kane, guys like this, is because they didn't have that grit factor. They didn't have, you know, the Ryan Reeves to come through and just absolutely pound someone's face in. And that opens up the ice for everyone else, right? You you need these physical guys that are going to protect guys. I mean, there's a reason Gretzky played with some, some bruisers back in his day. He needs somebody to open up the ice for him. You know, it was, it was that simple. Uh, So yeah, it's, the game is, is so different in the playoffs, but it's exciting. You know, everything's on the line. When you grow up, I mean, I remember as a youth hockey player playing a tournament in Ottawa and it was at that moment I knew I would never win the cup because I touched it with my right hand, but I just remember (laughs) being blown away by this. Right. And it's, I, this is sort of a weird, you know, superstitious quirk that, that hockey players have. You don't touch the cup unless you win it. Now, I think that's a, you know, a load of, Hogwash. I think if you're in the league, you probably don't want to touch the cup. But outside of that, if you're not in the league, <laughs> touch the cup. I mean, it's it's an amazing for my money, it's the best trophy in sports. i uh, have touch that, that cup. The and night,
0: touch the cup. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Your chick jack has that
0: same role with his
3: goblet. That's that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, you'd be surprised how many people want to see the damn goblet. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Sunday. You don't touch the goblet unless, you, unless you're unless you drinking out of it. There's only one guy drinking out of it. Yeah. That's the most popular damn styrofoam cup in the world. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's a low That's a low bar, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All that's, right. Let's that, be the tallest midget
0: right there, but we'll, <laughs> but we'll move on.
3: All right. Let's swing to the Western Conference, Steve. Uh, yeah. So in the Central, you got uh, the Avalanche. No surprise to me there. 112 mm-hmm. points. Um, and then, uh, and then, wow! You know, between the rest of the Central and the rest of the Pacific, I mean, you got uh, you got a pretty good race going on here. You got the Wild with ninety six, the Blues with ninety six, Nashville with eighty nine, Dallas with eighty eight, uh, and then on the other side, you got Edmonton with ninety, the Kings with eighty eight, Vegas. Vegas is a disappointment for me with eighty five, and you got Calgary leading that Pacific with ninety nine. Uh, another surprise for me, the sharks are eliminated and the Kraken only 52 points this year. What do you think about that Western
2: conference? It's Colorado's to lose. They are by far and away the best team. They've been the best team in hockey. I think the past two years, uh, including this year, and they just haven't been able to get it done. Nathan McKinnon. If I have a son and he plays hockey, I want him to play like Nathan McKinnon. I want him to play like Ryan O'Reilly. The, that's the style of player that I love to watch play yeah. they're they're gritty guys they can handle the puck. they're team guys, they throw the team on their back. I, I love watching Nathan mcKinnon uh, Nathan McKinnon skate. You know, I would say the Kings are probably the biggest surprise right now. Um, I didn't expect him to be here. they've gotten some good goaltending. I think Jonathan quick is has found a little bit of the you know the youthful fountain. I, you know the more I watch Calgary, the more I believe that team can compete with Colorado. Again, it's a it's a physical style team that has goal scores, uh, and they've gotten really good goaltending. I'm surprised by it, but they have. I don't really trust Edmonton. It's too shaky up there. I, I don't. I think once you get past the top couple of guys in Sidal and McDavid, they don't have much there, um, and, and especially I think defensively, they just that team is is not sound. Dallas is a bit surprising. Vegas, to your point, Jack, Jack. Vegas is a disappointment. And if I'm going to be unbiased here for a second, it's because they have been so injured, right? They've been battling injuries all year and they make the massive trade for Eichel and they ship out a really important piece in Alex Tuck. I think people maybe discredit how important he was to the makeup of that team. He's a great guy in the locker room. He's a physical presence. He's a fast guy. and And at the end of the day, if you can just fly past guys the way McDavid does, and I'm not saying that Tuck has his speed, but he's got some wheels on him, that, that adds a different element to your team that I don't think Vegas has right now. Now, biasly, I hope they finish 11th in the league. That's what I hope. The Sabres have their pick for the first round this year outside of the top 10. It's a top 10 protected pick. I hope they finish 11th. That's that's my uh, my hope for that team. Otherwise, it goes back to next year that team's at full strength. And when that team's at full strength, they're going to be a cup contender. The the, the folks in Vegas here are so spoiled with hockey. They really are. Yep. That team has come into the league first year of existence. They make it to a Stanley cup final. Yep. I was, yep. you know, on the, on the desk, just pounding my fist screaming at the top of my lungs that this team cannot win a cup because it takes a process, right? right. The Sabres have come close 99 Brett Hull skates in the crease. Oh six. We probably have the best team with, with the best goalie in the league and we don't get it right. Like it's, there's a process, you have to go through the pain and this fan base is so spoiled out here. They're just great every year. Yeah. But how good is that? How good is that?
0: Uh, you, you went right where I was hoping you were going to go see it. How good is that environment out there? And we've seen some of these, um, yeah. you know, all off, off the beaten path, NHL, you, you know, uh, versus tradition cities yeah. pop up uh, Nashville comes to mind, but um but how good is that environment? I mean, it looks fantastic, mm-hmm. but they, I, and I get it, you know, they they got, they got given the, uh, you know, the, the big shiny sports car year one out of the gate. But, uh, but how good is that environment uh, at that arena? Well,
2: I'll tell you what, I think it starts with the ownership of that team and really yes. because the owner is a former army veteran, right? He's, he's an army guy he wanted to create a winning culture, right? He didn't want to come in and make just a financial investment and reap the benefits. Like a lot of sports owners do, right? It's a paycheck to a lot of guys. It's a way to maybe hide some money, whatever it may be. This group really wanted to win and they understood that you're in the entertainment capital of the world and they made it an entertainment destination, right? So it attracts, because there's no hockey rinks around here. I can count them on one hand, right? I can't get into men's league out here because there's about three rinks and you Know the Knights in their age self team play on two of them for God's sake, so you, should, 90, you should try it. You should try it. I'm a telling you, I've done that. Yeah, if I can get into one, I, I would definitely do it. Um, because it's, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, the, the environment out here is unlike anything that you'll ever see, and they've got that advantage. Listen, I thought they should have called the team the Vegas Knights with an N, not with a K, because when you've you come here for the, the nighttime of Vegas, right? Nice. And And these these teams that come in, you absolutely get the Vegas flute. They had an unbelievable home winning streak their first year because, <laughs> you know, guys a, are here. They
0: want to that's, experience that's, the town. That's such, a great, you know? that's such a great point. And I have to intervene again. You're taking shots yeah. at, at people that I love. There, there's no reason to take shots at people who hide money. There's no reason <laughs> to do that. I, I've done it my <laughs> whole <own> life.
2: <laughs> I don't have enough to
3: hide. That's the problem. Oh man, good stuff, man. Folks, I mean Steven, look, I gotta tell you, man, you you're behind you're behind the scenes guy. You you should really have your own NHL show. I mean, what is what is Bill? <laughs> Absolutely. He, we we gotta talk Bill, we gotta talk to Bill. I mean, it, this he should have his own damn show. I want kidding ten, me? I, mean, I
1: want 10 minutes with him and Lombardi doing hockey, And oh, Lombardi it, analyzing hockey. That's it, what I want. It would be incredible.
0: Well, the thing you need to do with Lombardi is you just First, start with the names, right? right. I mean, my, my, we talked. About my, Michael's a brilliant guy, but if if Superman has kryptonite, with him it's pronunciation of names, <laughs> and and and, and, the, and the National Hockey League is his Vietnam. Oh, gosh, <laughs> it, it, it's
2: a t- it's a tough it's a tough field to uh, to navigate for sure, name wise, because you've got you know French Canadian names. You're gonna have you know Czech names, Russian names. Finnish names Swedish names it is yeah it's it's a uh it's a landmine out there in try in terms of trying to to you know pronounce the names it really is now let me ask let- hey, Stephen Bond everybody hey you got time to hang with us a little bit or do we, you got I got it. I got a couple more minutes here all right we're gonna uh, shut it
1: down for just a half a second let everybody remount reload and get ready for another segment I have no idea what's gonna transpire because we had no idea what was going to go on and that's why we call it the one more podcast you know how it is when you're hanging out with your friends and you say i guess i'll have one more and then about an hour and a half later your wife's calling texting you going one more really well that's the way this podcast is we'll be right back with one more welcome back once more to the one more podcast that's what you get when you dial in with us we're hanging out You know, the crew, Carl Johnson, we got him down there at the Beau Rivage. We got Bill Berman hanging out in Points Unknown. Actually, we know where he is today. He's down in Disney World. We'll get to that. No one knows where Trent Steve is. And this is a little alarming. We're not going to do a well check until about maybe Saturday. He went to the
3: tax man. Uh, And then we still got
1: Stephen Bond hanging out with us because he's an absolutely cool dude. And he wants to be a part of the, the one more. And we appreciate that. Uh, there's a rumor going around. Major League Baseball has started. They finally figured out. Hey, uh, if you can get going after uh, the Masters is over, people will pay attention. I got to talk to you, Bill. First, uh, we got that National League East, fascinating division right now. What are you liking? What are you
0: seeing? Well, I'm. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you. If you if you go to the Philly uh, area, you know they've wrapped up this year's World Series trophy. Um, they're just thinking about what they want to do with the next two. That's, that's the usual Philly mentality. Uh, they certainly look really strong. I'd be shocked if they, um, if they don't, uh, end up winning this division and, and quite honestly, based on what they've done so far, they thought they could go out and get a, apparently the greatest right fielder who hits 240 uh, lifetime, uh, in the history of of the world, which is what they did in Bryce Harper. Evans, what's uh, going on
1: in the background there? Is everybody okay?
0: <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I look at what, what he is as a player and I would say um, nice, nice piece to have. Uh, it's always about pitching. They're still thin on pitching. I still think they've got enough to win that division. Uh, and then American league East is my baby. Uh, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, in this case, I hate my children because uh, I am so sick of the Yankees, who are who are my team, um, year in and year out, banging their head against the wall on the same thing, and they're wondering why it hurts. Um, they don't have enough pitching depth. They keep getting guys who can hit home runs and strike out a lot, and then they get to the playoffs and figure out. I can't believe that that they're out again and why that happened. And that's exactly. Um, what looks like it's setting up again this year. I'll tell you what it's early, but the way I look at these divisions right now, I, I, I know we're, in, I think we're less than 10 games in. Oh yeah. A lot of these divisions look the way I think they're going to look at the end of the year. I think the American League East does and people may be shocked by that, but I, but I think Toronto and, um, and Tampa Bay are, are to me. Uh, are going to end up being the top two teams in this division. And the, Yanke- and the Yankees are going to learn a very hard lesson uh, that what they've been doing for several years now is, 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 is wrong.
3: Yeah. I mean, so uh, the Yankees are off to a better start than they were last year. Uh, Toronto, uh, Toronto, four and two, Tampa Bay, four and three, Yankees and Red Sox three and three. Uh, so, I uh, mean, you know, if so uh, what the old saying is, if, uh, uh, wherever the standings are, is it the 1st of July? That's where they'll finish. So, uh, you never know. I mean, this is going to be a good I, race. I think,
0: I think that's right. Although I will say this the, 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 among the many things that annoy the hell out of me and, and, and test my patience being a baseball fan, uh, anymore, I saw a stat. I know it's gonna shock you guys. I was sitting at the, at the bar here, um, outside the pool and one of the great bar names <laughs> of all time, by the way, the gurgling suitcase. Nice. That's the, bar, that's the bar name. Wow. Fantastic. That's, Shout out to Roberto, my bartender. That's crazy. Uh, the, they had a statistic on TV that said Vlad Guerrero uh, Jr. is the second youngest player to hit three to hit three home runs in a game for the second time. Wow. Now, if you listen to what I just said, you go, Jesus Christ, Berman, like that's what what are you talking about? That was the statistic. That should be your reaction. This world is is has gone mad with statistics. Why do I care that he's the second youngest player
3: to hit home, have a second game with three home runs? It means nothing. <laughs> hey, how, how about this kid in Cleveland, uh, Quan? Uh, I mean this this kid is hitting. Uh, he's hitting five twenty six. This is a rookie kid that got on base like sixteen. 16- times he went like 120 pitches without a swing and a miss have you guys been keeping up with that story
1: he's shorter than me he's
3: five nine
2: (laughs) (laughs) steven do you get a chance to follow much baseball a little bit here and there i mean i think the the uh the al east is i think by far the most competitive division this year I'm, I'm always fascinated to see what the Dodgers do, but I spent four years in l a so maybe that's the reason there yeah uh, I, I would have told you the NL West was the most competitive a couple years ago, but man, I just the hot pick right the hot bet this year is is Toronto to win the al East and compete for the al yeah I just think they're young i I, I get that they've got all this this talent, but I just think that's a young team right now and and I don't know that. You can trust them come postseason time. Yeah. I think you need a little experience. I agree. I think
0: that's fair, Steven, I think that's fair, but but, but the team that just could year in and year out figures out a way to get it done is yeah. the race. They're yeah. always yeah. in it. They're always in it. They they've got you know payroll wise, you know they're they're playing with one arm behind their back. Yeah. Uh, and they just club the shit out of my team every year. Um, so uh, it's it's frustrating. Um, you're right. I think it is the most competitive competitive division out there, but it is frustrating as hell um, trying to be a Yankee fan. I could just see a lot of people trying a lot of tears for me out there.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's absolutely the case. I will say Tampa does not deserve that team for how good they are. That that stadium is an absolute dump down there. It, oh, it's, it's not that it's, good. It's not new. <laughs> it's not that good. You know, as good
0: as the hockey uh, and as transferable, I said to you years ago, Yeah. Hey, baseball. We're going to put them in some warm, 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 warm weather cities, and see how it goes. And we're going to put hockey in places like Florida and Vegas. Yep. Which one would you bet would be more successful? You would to bet baseball. hockey, or excuse me, baseball. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's the exact opposite. I mean, they, they can't draw flies down no. in, in in Tampa. So, well,
2: I, the, the interesting thing, too, about that market in particular is there's a ton of northeast people that make their way down, which is why the hockey is go. so viable. But at the same time, when we're not playing hockey in, in the summer, we're watching baseball games, right? There's a ton of, you know, upstate New York's littered with AAA, double-A AA teams. We enjoy going out to the ballpark to watch a, you know, a baseball game. It should work down there. Uh, the problem is the stadium is in St. Pete. It's way off the beaten track. And then you get inside, and the place is falling apart. It's just a dump. If they built a new stadium in Ybor City in downtown Tampa, they would shout draw out, like crazy. Shout out Ybor City. They they would <laughs> they would draw like crazy. Though I mean, you know, I've been to Ybor a handful of times. It's a wonderful. It's a such a cool place to be in Tampa. It's one of the coolest places in all of Tampa. I'm not driving out to St. Pete to see a game. I'm just not. I'm either going to Clearwater. or I'm going downtown Tampa. Right. Okay, That's that great.
3: that leads you. You guys made a comment. It leads to a question: Yes or no? Will Vegas get a baseball team?
2: Yes, yes, yes. I, I absolutely believe it, and yeah. I it's probably at the uh the unfortunate hand of of Oklahoma yet again, or not uh, Oklahoma, <coughs> Oakland. I, I I think Oakland just does not want to put the money up, and I understand it. Right, San Diego didn't want to put the money up, and they lost the Chargers. The, the Oakland doesn't want to put the money up, and I think Vegas probably will. I think push come to shove, if you suddenly put a baseball stadium on the strip, it'll be one of the most popular things to do in the summertime. It's got to be a dome, right? It can't be it can't be open air. Yep. Uh, but it would be one of the most popular things because you would get folks in for day games, and then they can go right out to the casino. They can just take the you know the trams right right yep. up the right up the strip. or oh, whatever they, casino they
0: want. The the problem is so will the players, but that's that's still gonna happen. you talk about the Vegas that you talk about the Vegas flu. Like hockey, you actually you you can't like you know basically mail it in on a hockey shift. Right. Baseball right. you know, we've all seen our kids or our nephews or, or little kids go out and draw out the dirt, you know, at, in, in in right field somewhere. I mean, they, they listen, God bless baseball players. They do one of the hardest things in sports, which is which is um hitting a baseball. But mm-hmm. Well, let's not get carried away until like you can't play it half in the bag. Because you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mickey Mantle did
1: it for 20 years. It yeah. can be done. Oh, yeah. Decent career. Hey, that let fit, me. bingo.
3: Hey, does either of you guys know, is Allegiant Stadium able to convert to a baseball park? Or would they have to build a new stadium?
2: I believe they'd have to build one new. That that was a purpose-built stadium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was a purpose-built stadium. <laughs> gotcha.
3: All right, so let's finish up just real quick. So the, the American League West uh, teams off to a good start here. Uh, Houston four and two, uh, Oakland four and three, and the Angels three and three. Uh, and looking over to the uh, National League uh, in the East, uh, the Mets, uh, man, they're loaded. I mean, on paper they are loaded. They're off to a decent start, five and two. Uh, you got Philadelphia uh, and Washington at three and three, and you got Atlanta at. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Philadelphia at three and three, and you got Washington and Atlanta at three and four. Uh, in the central division of St. Louis, uh, they seem to always be in, in, in the hunt. Uh, they're, they're three and one, <coughs> excuse me, three and one, the Cubbies three and two. Uh, Milwaukee, who's supposed to be loaded paper wise also. Uh, and I think uh, our boy Brunis, I've just seen him jump on there with us. Uh, he's a big, you're the Milwaukee. hell out of me. Yeah. He's a big Milwaukee fan. They're off to a decent start at three and three. Uh, hey, hello, Stevie. How you doing?
4: All right. Carl, how y'all making out? I just snuck in on y'all.
3: Yeah. We seen you, that big ugly mug pop up on my screen. I couldn't miss it. <laughs> uh, in the uh, National League West, uh, the Rockies four and one giants, the giants. all it doesn't matter what to me, it doesn't matter what their payroll is Who's on their roster? The Giants are always in that division. They're always right there. Uh, they can they can say they're rebuilding. Uh, they're just always uh, uh, up there. Uh, Dodgers three and two. San Diego Padres four and three. Uh, you guys thoughts on uh, the National League? Well, teams that have got off to a good start. Some disappointments. Anybody?
2: Oh, I the Rockies are a surprise. It's early. It's obviously very early, but the Rockies are probably the biggest surprise there. The Nats are a dumpster fire. They don't deserve to have Soto. You know, it's just Soto's a a world-class player. You know, he, he is, he's one of the all time players right now for how, you know, how skilled he is and how young he is. He's going to get a $500 million contract. They got to get him out of Washington because that team is, is a dumpster fire. I think if the Mets get healthy, it's hard not to say they're not the best team in the league right yeah i mean i agree yeah it's it's either talent, them the talent
0: wise that talent
2: wise they're there with anybody else you know yeah. they got hedge
0: fund hedge fund daddy stepped in um and and off we go that's that's exactly what they needed that right i mean that's yeah. what smart businessmen do but they're as talented as anybody in the team whether or not they, they they end up playing that way we'll see um and i think you know the astros uh it's one of the grossest things that's how we, we, we could spend a whole nother podcast on my feelings on the Astros and what they did and what, and, and what they were penalized for. I have no idea, Ryan, where you shake out on that one, but boy, I hope we're on the same page. Uh, let me put it this way on my radio show. We refer to them
1: as the cheating Astros. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I know they no robbed
4: the them. Yankees of a world series. that year. I definitely know that.
3: What's that? I missed that. I didn't hear that.
4: I said they—they they definitely robbed the Yankees of a World oh, Series. Yeah. Uh, the year they were cheating. I had the Yankees on a big future bet, and then that was that. You know, just sickening to know that I basically got cheated out of my money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you didn't, Steve. You did not have to tell us you had a bet on that game. We heard it in your voice the minute you
3: just talked about. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff, but. man. Good stuff.
1: All right, guys. I think it may be time we got to uh, bid uh, Stephen Bond a But to do that, we got to know how can they follow you? Where they? Where can they keep up with you, Stephen?
2: Well, I check out anything we do with Visa. The latest thing is is the GM Shuffle podcast. I'm producing that. Uh, awesome. And it, I, I try to just wrangle in Michael's thoughts and, oh. and organize them as best as we can. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Sports by Bond, and yeah, that's basically uh, you can get all my Sabers thoughts. The puck drops in about ten minutes from the time we'll record this. That's really the hard out for me is I just got to go watch my Sabers at the end of this one. Uh, yeah. So it's, if you want Sabers and Bills news, I'm your guy. But yeah. So I, I appreciate. It. Otherwise, just keep up with the GM shuffle. That's all I ask. That's all. Awesome. You got it. And we're gonna
1: we're gonna keep bringing you back on uh, here on one more podcast because you're fantastic, Stephen. And, and anybody who can deal with uh, Lombardi that way, my goodness, <laughs> I you know, good. I'm hearing that there are even neighbors that are looking at moving away. No, I'm just kidding. All right, when we come back, we've got to find out somebody got down on Scheffler, and now they're down in Florida. we got that coming up. And this last one more segment is always worth one more segment. So hang with us. We're back in a minute.
3: Thank you, Stephen. Hey, thank-
1: Back one more time on the one more podcast, and that's all you need to know. All right. So, the Masters over the weekend, some people were on Cam Smith, some people had a top 10 on Corey Connors. Hi there. Thank you very much. And then some people were on Scotty Scheffler one more time. And now he's not in New Jersey. No. He's down in Florida. Bill Berman.
0: Congratulations. Nice thank call. You. Thank you, brother. I mean, where do you go when when you win? You know, you make a bet and and, and you win some dough gambling. You go right down to see Mickey Mouse. That's what you do. Um, the uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I I did basically what this show told people to do, which was just spread out some shekels across um, you know the top twenty five, and and then you know I, I basically weaned it down. But I I got Sheckler uh, I'm thinking shekels. Sheffler at um, at uh 16 to 1 pre-tournament nice uh, certainly as always did not put enough down uh, as you always feel that way when you win a bet yeah but um i'm also watching our text chain uh during the week as this tournament's progressing and, and all three of you bastards are <laughs> are rooting heavily against Scheffler, and i'm yes! not saying a word i'm like i'm like Boy, God bless my friends. You know they're just killing this guy, and, and I'm like, please, for the love of God! I mean, you guys are just peeing on him every single night on the text chain, and I'm like, do they? I I I, I didn't want to jinx myself and say I had a bet on him, and then he comes across the finish line. So I want a little bit of money there. want a little bit on Tiger. I don't know if you guys want anything there. What's your What's your bets were? I just I just had Tiger making the cut. Um, so want a little bit of money there, and uh, I think ultimately. A lot. I said this to Carl during the week. I think a lot of what we talked about. I'm not trying to break my arm, pat this on the back, but a lot of what we talked about played out. It was kind of a, it was kind yeah. of a top 25 tournament, yeah. as usual. Uh, and Tiger faded down the stretch. He wanted him early.
3: Yeah. Now you know. Look, uh, even Steve Bruni's made a golf bet. That's got to be the the only. I, I guarantee you that some bitch hadn't made five golf bets in his life. I guarantee you. Tell us, Steve. You got to tell us.
4: Maybe ten. I probably made ten in my life, but but I tell you what, I I thought I had something with this Cam Smith and this Sunday, I think it was the fourth hole. Sheff was in the trees, and I, I can still see him. He, he's he's measuring this ball. I'm like, well, he's gonna at least get a double bogey here, and he ends up shitting out. And I think we he what he parred the hole, or did he get one, one over? I don't know. But I thought he was gonna get two or three. I figured I was gonna have the lead after the hole and Cam Smith, bogeys, and then it just all, the wheels come off the wagon. He just pulled away after that. Yeah, but that I that, think that was pretty much the turning point of the tournament, the fourth hole Sunday.
3: Well, and then, you know, so. for Sunday for Cam, when he hit this tee ball in the water on 12 to par three there, that, uh, yeah. you know, that, that finished him. But,
1: finished um, him off.
3: you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but um, I guarantee you there's a guy out there named Rory McElroy that's wishing that, he had played uh, a couple of rounds earlier in the tournament a little different. Oh, no. Do yeah, what do you guys – I mean, eight under par, if they 64. Play, uh, if they play nine more holes, he's the
4: win. I promise you. I,
3: I agree. I agree completely. Uh, yeah.
4: Yeah, he was coming yeah. on strong.
3: Yeah. And, and as a Scheffler winner, my answer to
4: that, Steve, they don't play nine more holes. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. i tell you what, the guy never did me anything, but I will say this he annoyed the shit out of me with that vest. I couldn't take watching that much more oh, on Saturday. Well, but was, look, I mean, tough. I
0: I I think if anybody listened to Lombardi during the week, yeah I, I went on a rant about that vest to Lombardi. I said to Michael, like, give me a break. These look, we talked about fashion earlier and so we might as well close with fashion. Yeah. It, the 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 choices these guys make in some cases. These guys are given the best of the best. Right. Right? I mean, you could It is Christmas every day, fashion wise and equipment wise for for these players. And the fact that Charles Schwartzel went with a pair of slacks from 1996, J.C. Penney and and Scotty Scheffler is so distracted by a vest that he has to take it on and off for every shot. It tells you how mentally fragile. It's amazing. The guy won the tournament. How the hell can you be so mentally fragile that you can't swing a golf
3: club in a vest? Uh, Lombardi was Lombardi was hilarious when he said Bourbon was just having a fit about his vest. <laughs> I was cracking up.
1: Hey Carl, before we get out of here tonight, I gotta know as a as a sportsbook director, have you written a handwritten note to Tiger thanking him for taking all those bets? How does that yeah. work? Do you do that at the end of the year or do you do it after every tournament?
3: Yeah, so look, I, I'll give you a recap real quick of, of how we did. Uh, I, I can't remember who's uh, – I was on somebody's pod or or something the other day and um, they asked me. And for us, it was the – this tournament worked out to be the perfect storm. You know, when we first opened this, this – these odds up, you know, they're open the masters and the Daytona 500 is open like a year in advance. And when, oh, yeah. yeah, when we first opened these odds up, Scheffler was like 50 to one. So, you know, and, and, and in the last nine weeks, that's when he got Ted Scott on the bag, uh, for the last nine tournaments, that he's, that's when he's done his goods, you know, and what happened was the lines, he, he got no action at like 40, 50 to one. And then, you know, when he makes his little run with Ted Scott on his bag, you know, he starts winning, you know, three or four tournaments. Uh, You know, by that time, he was already down to 12, 14 to one, depending on when you bought. Uh, But the the way it worked out was everybody had a Tiger ticket. Uh, It was phenomenal. Uh, And then what happened was is that Tiger played so good the first day that everybody basically doubled down on Tiger – after the first round, and they still left Scotty Scheffler alone. So, um, you you know, just the way it worked out, and then we had quite a bit of play on Cam Smith, uh, you know, so Scheffler was probably one of our best-case scenarios to win the event, and he won it.
1: And that's why it's so nice and shiny there at the Beau Rivage. All right, boys, I know everybody's got to get out. Uh, Let's let Steve – Let's let's have some parting thoughts, parting shots, whatever you want to do. Steve, what do you got for us tonight? I know you kinda of got screwed over, but you got in late and that's your fault.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, right now I'm trying to decide where I'm going for dinner. Nothing planned, so we kinda just kinda figure out where whatever looks good when I'm on my way home, I'm whipping in. So all the, right, that's incredibly
1: boring and dull. Berman, what are you guys gonna <laughs> do tonight there in the,
0: the
4: happiest
1: uh,
0: place? I will tell you this: I'm taking my family to dinner. Thank you, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Stevie. Stevie. They only play 72 holes. Always remember that. And uh, and then maybe I'll top that off at the at the gurgling suitcase.
4: That sounds so good.
1: That sounds so good. I mean, I mean, start a band and call it the Gurgling Suitcase. That's so phenomenal. I love Carl, what's for uh, what's going to be for breakfast tomorrow, Carl?
3: Uh, you know, I uh, I don't know. I like McDonald's breakfast, but I may I may just uh, do a, a Waffle House stop before I go to work. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm thinking about something either either McDonald's or Waffle House. It it'll in all likely be Waffle House because that's on the way. Uh, yeah.
1: Scattered, smothered, and covered to get it, and let's go. All right, boys. Yeah. A lot of fun tonight. We thank Stephen Bond again for joining us here on the One More Podcast. We want you guys to subscribe to this rate it share it with your friends even people you don't like stop them on the street say have you heard the one more podcast and after they are the most
0: important people the people you don't like (laughs) they can be fans too
1: exactly it doesn't matter uh we had a lot of fun tonight for everybody involved i'm ryan hyatt we'll see you guys next time on the one more podcast